Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome to cup number six on the tea with Ruth. I am Ruth. And I, Corona, <laughs> still. Yeah, but we're not going to talk about that today. If you're interested in my lovely thoughts on the coronavirus and the pandemic and the international scare that we're all going through right now, then check out my last cup of tea from last week. Because on today's cup, we're going to be discussing reality TV. <laughs> so to get my mind off of the news of Corona and all that stuff lately, I've been watching this show on Netflix that's been trending in America and it's mm, interesting. So my friends kept telling me about it. And so I finally broke down. I've watched Love is Blind for the past few days and it's reality TV like other reality shows. <laughs> I mean, how many shows are there now? Okay, so there's The Bachelor, and I can't even talk about this one because this one is the worst one of them all in my mind. I go straight into mystery science theater mode, and I just talk trash the entire time. I mean, that show is just like a room full of pimps and a piece of meat in the room, or like a room full of escorts and a meathead. Ugh, whatever. It's disgusting, so I don't want to discuss The Bachelor. But I do enjoy 90 Day Fiancé. This show is an absolute joke, but I enjoy it. I don't even want to get into the amount of foolish women out there who are so desperate for love that they're going to marry someone that they don't even know from another country. But this show brings out the sad truth. Some people are so lonely and desperate that they will spend tons of money to find love anywhere. And I mean, especially when the gorgeous men from the exotic islands are on there. No offense, but I'm just like, lady, you're being used. Clearly. And I don't understand how she can't see it. <laughs> Whatever. So then Married at First Sight. Now this is a show that I actually would love to be on. I tell people that I agree with arranged marriages all the time because I think the concept is great. You know, people who know you best hook you up with somebody that they know really well, that they know will be a great match for you. I love it. It's a great plan. And so that's why this show appeals to me. Because they use a bunch of scientists and like all these psychological tests and these romance tests. They do a whole battery of tests on you to see who you really are and what you really like. And if you're honest, then when they match you up with someone else who's been through all those tests, it should be golden, right? Yeah, it should be. But I think this show appeals to me because I just think like all those tests and the way that they do all of that. I think it really would work. I mean, what's their marriage rate? I don't know. I think like 50%. <laughs> and what's the marriage rate in real life? I don't know, like 50%. So, hey, what do I have to lose, right? Either way. But I think they should start a spinoff show and they should call it like Married at First Sight, The Matured Marriage. I don't know. Not that age automatically means maturity because let's not forget my second cup of tea on online dating. <laughs> yeah, you might want to check that one out. Anyway. Maybe they can call it like Married at First Sight, Grown and Sexy Edition, or whatever, something. But they need to come up with another show for people like me. Like, you know, a little older, single, you know, just still open to different options and choices. <laughs> I would love to see it at least. Um, so I really appreciate the support that they have on that show as well. That's another reason why I would love to be on that show. They have like a marriage counselor. They have a spiritual guider, guidance person. They have a sex therapist and other people. But I appreciate it because relationship really takes a lot of work. 
And all of those people are an integral part in the successful journey of a marriage. And so I love it. It's like, put me in the game, put me on the show. So if y'all ever hear of them coming to Florida, hey, let me know. Please let me know. Tell them, tag me. I don't know, whatever. I'd love to be on the show. So I'm sure that there's plenty more shows that I don't know about, but let's get back to this love is blind thing, right? So I literally just finished it today and I have lots, lots to say about this show. First of all, the name is just stupid. Okay. Why? Why? Because love is clearly not blind. So how are you going to tell me that every single person on this show has a gorgeous body? I mean, like bikini body and abs body. Really? You mean to tell me that nobody, not one person over the size of like 10 tried out and made it past the little pods? Yeah, right. Exactly. So love is not blind. At least it's not for the producers or the Lachey's or whoever is behind the show. What I think is that I think they intentionally put the quote pretty end quote people in the final stages to make sure that they would meet up. So side note, okay, before I begin my second point, my friend Michelle already said, I need to let this go and not be so critical because it's just a show or movie or whatever I'm critiquing because I critique a lot (laughs) and I just need to enjoy it and take it for what it is. Okay. I mean, I get that, right? Yes. But here's my second point. Like, and this is not just for this reality show, but this is for all reality shows. Where is the reality? Every single scene starts with a complete sentence and it ends with a complete sentence. I mean, I'm like, are you telling me that they just happen to walk into a perfectly orchestrated conversation? Is that what happens? How come they don't ever turn on the camera in the middle of a sentence? You know, I've always said that if I, no, if you have to say like action or cut, then it's not reality. It's acting. And I feel like those, those shows are truly like never real. Here's another question. Do you ever see any random people just walking around? (laughs) I mean, I get that it's a show and we don't want people walking in front of the camera. I get that. But there must be people like me out there in the world who, you know, where you see a camera, trying to be on it. (laughs) Where are my nosy people looking into the camera from behind? Not being obnoxious, you know, but just curious. This is why I don't fall for it. It's just too, too perfect. And I'm not going to spoil anything from the show for you if you haven't seen it yet, but I'm warning you now, hurry up and watch it because these people from the show are like everywhere right now. They're touring, they're doing all these um, interviews and whatnot. I, I swear they must not have jobs anymore because now they're just living the limelight, you know, their little 30 seconds of fame or whatever you call it. Um. But I know what, though, none of them better end up on another reality TV show next because I'll be totally disgusted. Like some of the ones who didn't make it and now they're doing some other whatever. Mm -mm, I'm not here for that at all. (laughs) All right. So let's discuss the characters a little bit. Actually, you know what? Before we do that, let me get to the concept of the show. So the whole concept of the show is like you have these groups of people, like a lot of them supposedly started out at the beginning. Lots of people. And then you put them in these little pods. They call them pods. And the pods are like separate rooms. They're like little boxes, but they're across from each other. And you can't see who's in the pod across from you, but you can talk to them. 
And so, you know, you're supposed to have these wonderful, long, deep, meaningful conversations about life and about who you are. And, you know, you tell your deepest, darkest secrets to these perfect strangers who you don't see. But to start off, you go speed dating with a lot of people. So actually everybody on the show dated each other, you know, sometimes a few times, it's a little awkward, but whatever. Um, so that's the concept of the show. And so after you meet this person in a pod, you know, you fall in love and then hopefully they'll ask you to marry them, whatever. Right. Okay. So <laughs> let's discuss the characters. Um, there was one person on this show that should have never been there in the first place because he wanted not honest with himself or with the other person. And that really caused some serious hurt and pain. So they need to really do a better job of screening or something because he, he was a hot mess. It should not have been there in the first place. Um, there was another person who needed to go to rehab. She drank so much, but you know, not just her. Y'all, let me tell you, I don't even know how these people functioned, how their lungs or um, livers still work because every single episode they were drinking, like not just one episode, not just a couple episodes, every single episode. So I'm thinking, is this real or y'all just tipsy or drunk? And that's how y'all are still together because the alcohol is constantly flowing. And then I'm like, so I hope the producers are going to provide alcohol for you guys during your marriage, because you're going to have to keep this going somehow. And clearly alcohol is the catalyst that keeps you all going. <laughs> I don't know, whatever. But that one chick, y'all, she should not be drinking. She needs to be in rehab, but I'm glad that she was on the show and she was able to look back on all of her foolishness and recognize that she needs to make some serious changes in her life, in the real life, because she was a hot mess. Then there was another girl. Oh, and I know she regrets her little decision that she made. And good for her because she shouldn't have made that decision. She made me real, real mad. Hmm. <laughs> she should have been so dumb. Like, seriously, he was a great guy. Why? What? Anyway, then there was this overly needy guy who was so great. Oh, bless his heart. But he was so dense and so accepting of just sheer foolishness and nonsense that nobody should ever put up with. And I actually really felt sorry for him because he was like all in. But he was young, so whatever. Anywho, so the couples, these are basically the makeup of the couples, right? There was the frat boy and sorority girl couple, you know, the two little cute wild ones. Um, then there was a little interracial couple, and they were cute. Then there was a fire and ice couple, because that girl, she was sure fire. Oh my goodness. Um, then there was a nice cute couple. Um, then the other two were the mixed match couples who just mm -mm, probably shouldn't have been on the show at all in the first place. <laughs> um so then after they do this little pod experiment and you ask somebody to marry you, typically like within a week or so, I can't remember exactly how long it took, but I think maybe like a week most at the most two is when you get to know these people. I mean, it is really condensed in time. Like it is super fast the way they do this because it's a social experiment and they're trying to see if love is blind or whatever. But after that, you ask somebody to marry you. You actually finally do meet them there in the pod area. And then you go back um, to your little separate places and the other people are still meeting. Anyway, once they get their little couples that they've designed to meet up, in my opinion, um, then they get to go to Mexico for a pre-honeymoon to see if their emotional connection that they made, like that deep emotional connection that they made in the pod could actually turn into a physical one. I mean, duh, this is America in 2020. What do we think is going to happen? Of course, it's going to get a physical connection. That's what that's what America does, right? Anyway, 
after their little Mexico trip, which that resort was like amazing. I really need to find out where that was. That place was gorge. My goodness. I Shoot, I want to go there by myself. <laughs> it was just beautiful. Well, anyway, so after they go to Mexico, then they go to the real world and they see if the experiment can work when they return to like reality, reality, you know, with their work, their family, their friends, just the real life. So at the end of all this, if they make it, they have a wedding and at the altar, they get to say, yes, I will marry you or no, no, thank you. This isn't going to work out. And all of this takes place in less than 45 days. Yeah, sounds like true love, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, so just this might be a spoiler alert. I don't know. But I will say that they just had the reunion as well. And this is like a year later. So you get to see the couples. And I mean, they were all there, which was great. I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, not everybody made it. Of course, that's reality. Thank God. But um, you get to see if the ones who got married are still together and all that good stuff. So that was a nice, that was a nice little wrap up. I liked it. Um, but let me tell you what I can't stand in reality shows, and like probably all reality shows, but especially this one. That darn dramatic music, dun dun dun. I mean, it's like seriously, like it is not that serious. All you have to do is answer the question, and then they have those little dramatic pauses where people are just looking so intense and so deep, like, oh. What am I going to do? What am I going to say? Man, you know what you're going to do and you know what you're going to say. Just say it. I mean, and then, of course, after every scene, there's that deep and ominous, ridiculous, like, pause that they all do. Oh, my gosh. It's so ridiculous. Oh, oh. And then the break. They always break right before a dramatic scene. Like, oh, no, we're all hanging on the edge of our seat. What are we going to do? But I will say this. The songs that they picked for each scene, like at the break point of this show, it was really good. If it was a sad moment, there was like some sad song with the perfect lyrics there. And if it was a happy moment, there's some great happy lyrics there. So whoever was in charge of the music, in my opinion, was on point. Anywho, the concept of the show was great. I will say that. Um, just like I love the concept of a show of Married at First Sight, because you are forced to get to know someone by their character without ever getting to see them. And how rare is that? Like even with online dating and stuff, the first thing you see is a picture. And it's so annoying because all you're doing is swiping at a picture. You're not really trying to read. Well, again, episode two will explain to you who reads and who doesn't read. But people just look at pictures, okay? So I do love the concept of the show. Um, The other part I liked is that there was no distractions while they were together getting to know each other in the pods and in Mexico. Like they didn't have their cell phones. They didn't have social media. Nobody knew where they were basically. I mean, it was fabulous. Like that's an ideal way to start a relationship, I guess, because you get to know somebody deeply and like really form some really deep, meaningful conversations because there's nothing else distracting you. Um, But at the same time, once you get dumped back into reality, it can be very hard to adjust because you're so used to being in a bubble. We all know that being in a bubble, sometimes that bubble is going to pop. So it's not just reality TV, though. Like, I feel like there's like it's most of the shows out there that just um, just have us all in a loop and always trying to check out and watch the next one. And I'm not going to lie. I was addicted to this thing for like three days, y'all. I did it in three days. And I know (laughs) one of my friends did it overnight. Okay, all 10 episodes. Um, But it's addicting. And it's 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 quite addicting. But it's not just the romance reality TV shows, although I feel like there's most of those out there. 
But there's also like the reality cooking shows and the baking and the house buying, flipping shows, the fashion shows and more. And of course, the singing and dancing shows, Lord. And I don't even really want to get into the singing shows because, you know, remember when they first came on? They were really, really about talent. And some of them were just sheer comedy and embarrassment. People who come on to to, um, to apply. Oh, my gosh. But two of my favorites, though, I will never forget them. Like one, um, I think it was America's Got Talent. And that guy came on. And this is such a funny song because at the time I was a teacher in a classroom. And it was like, pants on the ground, pants on the ground. Looking like a fool with your pants on the ground. Anyway, you can YouTube that. It was hilarious. And then when um, the famous person, I won't tell you who he is in case you ever decide to watch it, whatever. But he was dressed like a clown. And he was doing the boo yourself, boo yourself. I mean, so I have some really great memories and some fun times watching some of these shows. But now I'm just like, ugh, because now they become about this storytelling platform. Like everybody has a story and it's so super annoying. I mean, I don't even watch anymore because of these dramatic stories week after week. Like we get it. You've been through the worst of the worst of the worst, and you made it, honey, and we are here for you. We are. We're so happy. And you've made it here on this stage to be able to showcase your talent to the world. And we're proud of you. And that's great. But come on, man. Just sing. Just dance. Do something. Like, over the stories already. I'm sorry. Well, no, it's probably a little heartless, but for real. Ugh, and the, they have the dramatic music that comes on, too. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, but why? Why, why? why do we watch these shows? What is it that's in us? that we want to be part of this world so badly that we sit up here each week and we wait for the next episode to drop and we have a watch party when a finale comes on or a reunion or whatever. Why, why do we do that? You know, I think like, it, cause even like, so for some, you might want to remodel the house, right? So if you're remodeling the house, then you're probably going to watch one of those renovation shows to get some decorating ideas or something like that. Right. Or, you know, if you think you're the next chef or the next designer, so you watch to see what they design, what they cook and all that stuff. And then we sit there and we look, Oh, like what could we do better? And then secretly or aloud, if you're watching with me, (laughs) you discuss how you could have done it better. Or, you know, you might celebrate their choices and decisions like, Oh, that was good. I would have done that too. Well, that was great. Mm Mm-hmm. But these contestants, they go on this show, they have people yelling at them in their faces, embarrassing them, making them cry. All of that on public TV, on national television, international stage. But for what? What's the purpose? Also, they can be the next big whatever it is. I I don't know. It's so sad. And then, of course, for the love romance shows, we've all been trained to want the fairy tale ending, right? Oh, in in the love shows, we want to see them end up together and live happily ever after. But the reality of reality TV is that we only see part of their story. It's truly just the tip of the iceberg, because how many couples actually remain together? I mean, that you can just look that up on a quick search, right? What happens to the home after they finished with the portion that they fancied up? Not the whole home, mind you, just the part that we saw them doing, but they, we saw them fixing up. What, what happened to the rest of it? Or did they end up staying in that house? What, you know, we don't know the end of that story. And how many of the cooking winners become famous chefs? Or are you just like now a glorified chef at home? Like, I don't know. And which outfits make it to the department stores for us to wear? I mean, in other words, like how long does this fame truly last? Like, is it, was it worth going on TV and being a national, I don't know, joke or embarrassment or success in some cases? Is, is, is it worth it? I mean, that's the real question. So anyway, to wrap this all up, your Wednesday words of wisdom today are going to come from the ever-immortal Shakespeare, who said once before, 
to thine own self be true. I mean, like, let's stop watching these shows and hoping for an escape from reality, from our own lives, just to get caught up in the drama and suspense each week. I don't know. What are we looking for? What are we searching for? Like, what is it we get caught up on doing these things? And then here's another free tip for y'all, my little tea drinkers. It's really, really easy to find a person, fall in love. Truly. We see it happen every day, right? Just saw it on the show. It happens every single show. I mean, they, they fall in love so quickly and so easily. But the real truth comes after the cameras are off and after you have your wedding. Like, because a wedding is just one day, but a marriage is forever. It's what you do after to stay in love, not just fall in love. And so I leave you with that question to ponder. What are we looking at these shows for? What are we doing? Are we being true to ourselves or are we looking for an escape from reality? So anyway, what shows are you into right now? Do you have a favorite show that you obsess about? Did I miss any of the shows that I didn't mention? I'm sure I missed a lot of them anyway. But join in on the conversation and tell us all about it on social media at The Tea with Ruth. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. So thanks so much again for listening to another cup of tea on The Tea with Ruth. And we'll see you next week. Wash your hands. (laughs) Stay safe, you guys.